Let's talk rock. What's real? What's bad? What's real bad? Good morning. This is V Dub, and today we have a special guest, Jody Kramer from the radio. Oh, we're doing I'm David versus Sammy. Special guest. Special. Ooh, I feel so sassy. <laughs> so, what's your take on Sammy versus David? Sammy versus David. Hmm. I don't know what my take is. I just noticed that I said Sammy first is supposed to be David versus Sammy, but oh, is my, it David my, versus my Sammy? likings of David went less, so Sammy jumped to the front. Oh, okay. Um, I would have to say the band, as uh, musically, I like the David Lee Roth era better than the Sammy era. Personally, really? yeah. Personally, I, I like uh, Sammy better than David, but I liked the music. The music was my it was my jam. Those you know, first jump, three albums were it. Hot yeah. Teacher, you know, all those things. Jump. And and then I think I just had kind of, I didn't, I was a little away from music. Not away, but when Sammy came in, I was a little bit older. So I was working and doing things and I wasn't really around music as much. Um, so I kind of missed, oh, and I was also more into pop music at that time. Oh, yeah. Than I was That would make a difference. Rock. So, yeah. So, I'm not as familiar with Except the Sammy Motley crew. area. Yeah. I always had your Motley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was more into pop at that point. And I was, you know, doing my own thing. And I wasn't really listening to music that much. Yeah. I had a, you know, I had a serious job. And uh, I was in a relationship. And we just didn't listen to a lot of music, which is weird. Oh, but don't yeah. worry, Nikki. Nikki Six, you were always her first husband. All right, good morning. I'm Vito. Uh, good afternoon. I'm Mike. Oh, yes, good afternoon. <laughs> this is Real Rock. Uh, real Talk. Normally we're doing it on Sunday mornings, though. I know. So I'm used to I that. I know. It's true. All right. Van Halen, David Lee Roth versus Sammy Hagar. I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm looking at you. You've got notes. I have done zero research because this is my, this for me is going to come purely out of my memory and my heart. Okay. Because I, I thought about it. I knew you'd do research. I knew you would. I. I watch enough behind the music's documentaries, and then there's just, of course, our own personal feelings. Yeah. Yeah, so, but I think it's a great topic. I mean, uh, Van Halen, I was just th thinking about this morning. I've been listening to Van Halen over 45 years. My friend, yeah, a long time. My friend Matt, his older brother. So we were probably in the sixth grade, and his brother had Van Halen 1. And I remember listening to that. And, and, he, and Matt was just mesmerized by you got to hear this and I thought it was good I mean it was cool Matt liked it and I liked the drums And but I spent the last 45 years dissecting Van Halen 1 2 Diver Down uh, there's some albums I didn't care for Fair Warning not a big huge fan there were a couple good songs uh, Women and Children First eh, they, were, they were they weren't like the first the first two the first two were to me magical yeah they were just Every, to me, every song was fun, and and then this they, yeah, it got, got kind of kind of, but I have but I have gone back to listen to them to see what I might have missed <clears throat> on those on those other albums, and uh, there's some stuff I hadn't heard that I thought was good, but yeah, I. Uh, but it's interesting though because you like the first albums, which is David Lee Roth, but yeah. you love Sammy. Um, versus well, well, David. well. See, I, I'm kind of going by what Jody just said. Um, there's eras that I, I like. I like them both. Um, when 5150 first came out, I, I, I didn't want to hear it. Yeah. I, I want nothing to do with that. Yeah. That's not, that's not, that's Sammy Hagar. That's not. Right. Because my goal was to one day see these guys live. That kind of happened in 07, but Wolfgang was on bass. But, mm -hmm. but um, I was, I was heartbroken. I was 
pissed. I mean, a lot of people were. Uh, so they weren't going to give Sammy a chance. But uh, 5150 ended up becoming one of my f one of my favorite albums. Uh, if I had to put a top ten of all albums, I don't know where it'd be in there. Because 5150, that album was just, it was fun. And what I learned, you know, th over the years was uh, Eddie wanted Eddie wanted to put synthesizer into some of the music years ago, way before 1984 album. And David Lee Ross said, "Absolutely not. That's 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 not what we are." So they he kind of got got pushed away. Uh, but then, of course, then '84 comes out, and then we got Jump. What? A, that's that's Unchained. Well, yeah, but then the, yeah, Unchained had some synth synthesizer, didn't it? Yeah, uh, yes. Teacher didn't. No, Panama. I don't know. No, that was just straight out driven rock. But 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 Jump. That intro to Jump. Yeah, that was like. That and then, of course, Alex Van Halen's snare drum kicks in, that yeah. signature snare. I mean, but that that album, they're really that was their last album together. It was eight, that 1984. Yep. But that was that was a great album. It was an amazing album. Very few crappy songs on it. Yeah. And it and, and it introduced them to MTV, which introduced them to the rest of the world because I never really seen them. That's uh, how I found them in magazines. I got to see pictures of them. Yeah. And I remember back in 1983. They played the US Festival. They were the first band to ever be played, being paid one million dollars. Wow! To play, and um, they came on. They were the headliner at the very end, and they were drunk. Oh man! They were drunk, and I remember I was in Goosebumps. Right, I remember that because we, we waited days for that because that thing went on for like three days. Mm -hmm. It was on Showtime, I believe, and uh, my buddy Mike and I waited for that, waiting to see Van Halen, and uh, they came out and they were drunk. Shitty show. Sloppy show. I just, I, I was young. Wasn't tight, I was young. Anyway. I think I was, I was, a, I was a freshman in high school. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know what, I didn't know what technical was back then, but it was Van Halen. They were jumping around and, but they were drunk. Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, that's. Was David doing his aerial kicks? And all, all the that? kicks and the whole screaming and yeah, but it was. I'm surprised you could do that being drunk. Yeah, they were just you know Jack Daniels bottles. Yeah. And, yeah. But I believe, I believe. Um, uh, Dave Lee Roth, we talked about frontmen. Mm -hmm. I think he's one of the greatest frontmen. Um, but then we also talked about how I'm learning now later in life that Dave Lee Roth's kind of an asshole. <laughs> I got a, I got two pages of stuff here for you, man. I mean, he just, he just, he's just kind of a dick. He's so arrogant. Ah. You get to be in his presence. I don't remember him being that way in the 80s. I, I remember he was cheesy, but it's like he's gotten cheesier as he's gotten older. Mm -hmm. With that shit-eating grin... That you're lucky to be in my presence. Mm -hmm. Then he's got all these stories. He sounds like a gacker as he's telling these stories about Van Halen, you know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just and then you talk and you see interviews with Sammy, Sammy Hagar now after he's left Van Halen, and he's he's just calm, like you know, it was it was a great experience. We were a great band, but it just went south. Yeah. And he doesn't think much David Lee Roth, you know. No. But he didn't say anything bad about him. He just he just basically said he's a weird dude. Yeah, you know, I remember. I mean, for me, it was uh, seeing the the video jump, and then seeing the video "I Can't Drive 55." Yeah. So you had both these two different guys, yeah. uh, both amazing. Yeah. Uh, one, yes, David was definitely a, a front man. I mean, yeah. he was great, but man, Sammy brought power. He his vocals. He was a force, man. He yeah. Just, I mean, I, the I range. Was, I was listening to a bunch of the songs and listening to them side by side. And, I mean, I always thought David Lee Roth are great. They're, I think their name kind of gets pushed back because it's sort of classical rock now, but 
when you're still holding those titles like that, yeah. you're you're not going to see Maroon Five no. getting to that level. They yeah. might sell out now, yeah. big, but people forget about what they're. They have five Grammy nominations, one Grammy win on Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, which that was good stuff for best hard rock performance. That's what they got the Grammy for. Eleven MTV Award nominations with four wins. In '84, Jump got the best stage performance in video and in 92 they got uh on the mtv awards they got right now with video of the year best direction in a video uh mark fenske got and best editing in the video was mitch sunaway uh for that right now right now was a great song still is a great song it's that's one of those ones that that, that later in their sammy era Mm -hmm. still still doing yeah yeah they got a lot of good stuff. It was just sad. Like we go back to the to getting the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that uh, Anthony and and uh, Sammy were the only two that showed up. Now Eddie and his brother Eddie was going to treatment, mm-hmm. and then his brother was going to follow into that, so they couldn't be there. Right. I'm glad because we know oh too well about addiction. Mm-hmm. It just sucks. It was at that time. Yeah. And then to have David pull that shit that he did. Mm-hmm. That when I found out about all that on this run, that was like that just. Yeah, it, I had no quarrels about saying. Yeah, I got a lot more respect for Sammy, and I enjoy his music. Yeah, I do too. I really do. Sammy, uh, he's played with a lot of people, mm-hmm. just up on stage and singing with them, and he seems like a fun dude. Yeah, he's a, he's a, and he can mingle with people. You don't see with, David. With, I don't that. ever see any 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 even a hint of ego. No, he's just like, hey, what's going on? You know? Yeah, just a good fun fun, fun loving guy. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know, and then then you go back to the way Van Halen fired Michael Michael Anthony. Yeah, he found out about it from somewhere else or on the internet. Didn't even know about it. Yeah, that was the Van Halen brothers right there. Yeah, that was a dirthead move. That was a pretty crappy thing. To do. It really was. Uh, yeah, David Lee Roth. Yeah, I just I uh, again you you go another thing I remember I never understood either was Diver Down. Diver Down. You know they were they were redoing old hits. Mm-hmm. Now mind you, their version of Dancing in the Street. That's a fun song. That's a great song. That's I just a, listened to the radio the other day. That's a fun version. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty good. But why were they why were they remaking these songs? And I I'm, I want to know. We could probably find out if we delve in it. Now we have the internet of whose idea was that? Was that was, yeah. that, was that a Dave thing? You know, because he's he's known for redoing old songs. Um, but I remember when remember when he left Van Halen. And he went out on his own. And I remember when the video Just a Gigolo came out. I loved that video. You what, seen that video in that video? No. Oh, it was, you just pull it up sometime. It's funny. He's just, he's a fun guy. I mean, he's, he, when he's not, you know, not talking. Yeah. Um, then he did California Girls. Yeah. That was a fun video. Now, if you, if you like that one, you'd like Just Gigolo. It's kind of the same, same feel, but crazy characters, boobs, you know, just... But uh, boobies, boobies, and then he. Um, but then when you know he did uh, now, and then you go back and he did the band. It's not there. But it was crazy from the heat. The album yeah. crazy from the heat. Yeah. But it had some good songs on it. But they sounded like they sound like Van Halen. Sound just like them. Kind of like when Joe Perry went solo. Yeah. Oh Sherry sounds like Journey. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, and you have Steve Vai, who is an amazing guitar player, but he's doing runs like any Van Halen. Now Greg Bissonette back on the drums. I think he was just playing, and his you know his he didn't. I don't think he was trying to be Alex. But no, he was. Some of the couple of songs were uh, going crazy, 
was one of them. And uh, oh, Yankee Rose. Yankee Rose. That was a fun song. Yeah. It was a kick-ass rock song. Um, but it just seems so cartoonish in a way. Mm-hmm. He seems cartoonish. He does. After he left Van Halen. He does. Very cartoonish. So, I don't know. I, I, I said, I, I, I love the David Lee Roth era, and I, and I love the Sammy era. And there was a little areas in between that were lame. Um, again, and some of the later stuff Van Halen did, I didn't care for with, with Sammy. Except for right right now, which was a great song. Um, that what album was that on? That was not on OU Eight One Two, was it? No, no, it was after that. It was after that. But OU Eight One Two was um, there was a couple songs on there I, I remember liking, but it just hard to top Fifty One Fifty, man. That, yeah, that, there's not a bad song on that whole album. That's Excuse that's just me. a good summertime top down at the beach, lake, rock backyard rocking out. That's just a great album. Yeah. Uh, as of 2007, so I, they don't have a number up to now, but Van Halen has sold over 80 million records worldwide. That was 2007. 80 million. Dude, that's a lot of albums. That's a lot. Uh, and they got Van Halen got nine AMAs nominations with one win in 1992 for Heavy Metal Hard Rock Album. Uh, favorite Pop Rock Band Duo Group. Eight of the nominations were Favorite Pop Rock Band Duo Groups. Wow. See, that's David Lee Roth. Now, did you say they won one one Grammy? Didn't you say one Grammy? Five Grammy and one win, nineteen ninety two. And all Unlawful those years, knowledge. All those years, that's the one. That's the one that uh, right now is off of, isn't it? Unlawful yes, knowledge. Yes. Yeah. Um, one Grammy. Yeah. One Grammy win. And all those years, yeah. all those amazing albums. Dude, one Grammy. MTV Award nominations. They got eleven. They only got four wins. Everything they did in the 80s should have been, or late 70s, early 80s should have been. Well, I guess they wouldn't have gone back, because wouldn't they come out? 80, 83, 84? Was MTV? 81? 80? 81, 82. Okay. 82? So, yeah, they were right in the mix of all the good stuff that was going on with them. Yeah, I remember when when, uh, Jump was fun, but when Panama... Panama. That was a fun video. man. Yeah, and everybody was playing that song. I had the the single. Yeah. Cassette. Yeah. The uh, intro of that song is just, yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, the whole the whole Sammy Dave debate. I mean, it, it, I just I kind of feel like if you're if you're just stuck on one side of the fence, it's one or the other. Then are you really a Van Halen fan? Because they both guys did good stuff. But if I come if so if I had to choose who I ever wanted to hang out with, yeah, it'd be Sammy Hagar. Absolutely, that's what it, this showed me. Because David Lee Ross a douchebag. Yeah. So I started this with, I was going to do top ten songs that each guy did that I love. Mm-hmm. And I figured it'd be really easy. Right. It, it's not. Yeah. Uh, the list was much longer, but it got to the point where they're, they're really, they're, they're singing styles. I just kept saying, yep, I like that one. Oh, yep, I like that one. So I went nine and nine and screwed ten, but top ten. I had to go with nine and nine. Yeah. And then finding out more stuff about Sammy, how he's just a cool guy and David's not. It just really changed my whole how I started looking at things. What did you think of? Now I remember, I remember, you know, uh, I can't drive fifty five. Yeah. When I was a kid, that was just the kick ass video. That was just. The I ball. just saw it recently, and I'm like, God, so God we were cheesy the eighties. So cheesy. <laughs> like teacher, Hopper teacher, do that video. Oh my God, so cheesy. It is cheesy. It but is. We loved it. Ate it up. Oh, I couldn't get enough of it. God, what's, what's I recorded on my beta, Hopper Teacher, Panama, 
jump. No, no, now mind you, dancing that away. If you go back, if you go back, because uh, I love YouTube, you can find old videos of, of Van Halen, but they're like they're like they're doing. It's like a live, a live. That's what I watched a lot of these on. Yeah. Was their videos? Yeah. And oh my god, man, it was just so. I the dancing night away. That's a great song. Yeah, it's a great song. It really is. And I, and, and I don't think it ever got real. And everything ever got real popular. Or I don't think it was mainstream. I don't think. I don't think so. But it was a dang good song. Yeah, I, I don't think back in this back when they were playing in the late seventies. Um, I don't think a lot of their stuff was, was going mainstream. I think there was there was too much disco going on. Yeah, still was going. Yeah, so they were. Now Sammy's seven years older than David. And I was looking at, I didn't write it down because it's not what it was really all about. It, it was starting to go, I was going to do the whole history of Sammy. Dude, that guy, his first seven years in the recording industry, he accomplished a lot just on his own Yeah. Uh, versus what David did. I don't know what happened would have happened with David had he not had met up and met Van Halen. Oh Lord. I don't know. I don't know that he would have I don't know that he would have had any of the near the success out of the gate. Yeah. But Sammy did. Sammy could play the guitar well, he had, and he had a voice. He was in a band he had a band. Um <laughs> You know Sammy gave up boxing to become uh he was a boxer. Badass boxer. Really? Yes. Oh sorry, Montrose. The fabulous Catilas. Skinny and the Montrose. Yeah, Montrose. Yep. Montrose was was a pretty. Now I don't think they, they ever got real mainstream and Justice big, Brothers big success, but Montrose was one of his better. Understand one of his the better bands, but they were from like seventy three to seventy five. They were a long time ago. Yeah, he played in Skinny, the Fabulous Catilas, Justice Brothers, Dust Cloud, hmm. and then the Montrose. Montrose. Yep. Yeah. What would have happened to um, yeah, Dave Lee Roth if he never? I don't think joined Van Halen. Uh, he recorded, Sammy recorded two albums with Montrose. Uh, went, then he went on to do a solo thing. Uh, that album went gold. That's what I'm saying. Those seven years that yeah. he started, he was already doing gold albums. He was, yeah. D David didn't even do that when he, he was didn't with. didn't need Van Halen. No. No. He was doing his own and very successful at it, man. I have a lot of stuff in here on, on Sammy of all the things. I couldn't believe what all he did. Um, Another album, he created a new supporting band and put out an album that went platinum. Another one went gold. By 1982, he had 13 hit singles in a in the band called Hagar, Schoen, Aronson, and Shreve. H-S-A-S. -S. Hmm. So he'd been hitting the top of the charts well before he went on to Van Halen. Yeah. Then he hit Can't Drive 55, and that, that sent him up. Um... Well, there's that Your Love's Driving Me Crazy. Yeah. Huge hit. Uh, there's Only One Way to Rock. Yeah, great song. Uh, of course, then Moss Tequila, which was after after that was after Van Halen. Uh, oh, he oh he did the, the song Heavy Metal for the movie Heavy Metal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure that did. Was long, that was a long time ago. Yeah, so he's... Uh, Sammy was doing yeah, just he, fine. He didn't need... He would have been... He'd have been just... He was just fine. Yeah. Actually, he put out a gold and a platinum before Van Halen had done that. He did right. that on his own. Yeah. And had been in five bands in the seven years before he went to Van Halen while David Lee Roth did that and lost his job. What did you <laughs> what did you think of when Sammy did Chickenfoot? 
I tried to listen to Chicken Foot. It's too hard. I, I didn't like it. Mm-mm. Does that make me a wuss? Um, <laughs> well, he tried a couple. There was a couple things he'd tried, but you know what? But he had and he had a great lineup. Some great players. Uh, Duff, Duff from. Uh, oh yeah, he played on in, in that band. Yeah, but I just I didn't. John Jason, Bonham. Jason Bonham. Jason Bonham was in the band. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but so a great lineup of players. I just I didn't like I didn't like the music. It didn't. It was not tight. It seemed like a like a forced a throw together album. Yeah, um, you've got great people in there. Yeah, but they hadn't played together long enough to get tight. Yeah, that was a beauty for Sammy. He came into a band that was tight. All he had to do was follow him up with the vocals. Yeah, you couldn't have got a tighter band. Yeah, in seventies and eighties than Van Halen. They were really tight when they came in. Um, yeah, but Sammy was a boxer man. Yeah. he's like I'm, I think I'm gonna go into singing. Imagine if we hadn't had him. I didn't realize he was he was five ten. Really, he's not a small. I thought he was a small guy. He's I did too. Five ten. How tall is David Lee Roth? I think he's six one. Oh, is he really? I think so. Is that in his heel platform shoes? No, he's just real. I don't know. Um, it's, ama- it's amazing how you can go on the internet and find out find out how tall somebody is. But I I, w- I will say I'm a, I I. I am very grateful for the David Lee Roth time because they put out some stuff that I am I, I will always love and cherish yeah. that music. But Sammy is definitely to me just all around I mean, he's a boxer, so me and him would have got along great. Yeah. We'd have got drunk, smashed each other in the face, had a good time. Just seems like a really good, cool dude. Yeah, every interview has and he's a family man, he's got kids. I mean, same wife he's had for forever. Long time. Yeah. Even though he's been a little, you know, laid around a little bit, but she's, I guess, worked on that with him. Yeah. But. I didn't know that about him. Don't tell me that. Sorry. Well, I think that's pretty, I think that goes with the territory, I guess. And maybe that's just rumors. Maybe it's all false. Maybe. Could be. I wasn't there, so I don't know. But the the internet doesn't lie. Yeah. We know that. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, this was an interesting topic, man. Uh, I it, it went a complete different way than I thought it was when I started digging in. I started finding myself fascinated by the stuff that Sammy. Yeah, he like he had his hands involved in a lot of stuff over the years. Yeah, so I, I, I can't quit her. I can't pick one. I gotta I gotta That's say what I'm they, saying. they both had their eras. They both had their eras, but if I was gonna go hang out with one of them, Sammy. bar none, Sammy Hagar. Yeah. Music wise, man, the list they matched each other, song for song. Yeah. Can't say I like one or the other. They were different. Yeah. They brought different things, and they made the music their own, and it was great. Well, let's because Van Halen was a fun band. Oh, they were all and, front and, men, and, in their and, own I, way. and I think I think that um, when Sammy joined the band, they continued to be fun. I feel like I think I've been smacking the table a lot. I feel like um, after Fifty One Fifty, that was a fun album. Mm-hmm. I think it stopped being fun. You know what I mean? Well, I think the facing was, of addictions and all the stuff, this thing was starting to surface. Yeah. Because, I issues. mean, you look at all the old albums and, and there, there there was a lot of fun music and then it, it stopped being, <clears throat> maybe it got too adult or, I don't know. Because I remember hearing interviews of people talking about how like when Van 1 came out, everybody was blown away. And then... They heard Van Halen Two was coming out, and people could not wait to hear what are these guys going to do next. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're down there at Tower Records, 
in droves yeah. to buy that album. Haven't even heard it yet. Haven't even heard, even heard even a snippet of it, and they just bought it. And the next album, people couldn't wait to see what are these guys going to do next. Yeah, you know, and they just kept they kept doing it. Again, I was not a big fan of Fair Warning. Was not a big fan of Women and Children First, but there were they they both had their songs that were obviously hits. But well, that was the thing when they put their first album out. You've got an album that comes out that doesn't have a B side. Yeah, DJs weren't playing any B side. Yeah, both sides were top notch. Yeah. Absolutely. And then that was what was expected of the next album, and yeah. the one, and you can't you can't keep putting out constant A side albums. It's just you just can't. No. But they wrote out they wrote out a couple of them that, that they did. I feel like they had this. I feel like they had this for me as a fan. But I was a kid. There was a drought there until, of course, I, I think of course there was a time where I was listening to all pop because yeah. I was a kid. Um, but then when '84 came out, that was like. Boom! Where this, you know, that whole yeah. album was just yeah. fun. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think things just going. There was a lot of good stuff come out back in the early '80s. Yeah, there was. I mean, across the board in every genre of singing. Lamb. There was just yeah. There was just amazing <laughs> stuff going on. Yeah. That we got to be a part of and watch. Sting. You um, two. Elton John. You two. Prince. Michael Jackson. Janet Jackson. I mean, Elton John, I mean, a lot of us thought he was new, hadn't been realized that he'd been playing since the 60s, Yeah, you know, and here he is in the 80s, popping out, I'm Still Standing, yeah. Nikita, I mean, all these songs, he kept popping, and was going, who's this Elton John guy, you know, and then, but not hits. When I was younger, in the, in the, in the middle and late 70s, my parents, my mom loved Elton John, so I was hearing the 60s yeah. albums. Yeah. Of him, goodbye, Elvis. So I already was had that addiction to his voice and his style. That piano that plays along with the band, I just love that yeah. mix, yeah. and his sound. Three three notes, three chords in, you know, yeah. Elton John. And his, I'm gonna say this word wrong. His eccentricities, eccentric eccentricities, those things. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the way he would way he would dress on stage. Oh yeah, Donald Duck suit. Yeah, I mean, but then he come out there with some flashy thing with big huge glasses and. He was just a, he was a showman. He said, "I am one of the littlest guys on stage, and yep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. come out big. You're gonna see me." Yeah, he was, he was, he was something else. He's having fun. Yeah, he was having fun. Yeah, but yeah, the '80s, man, it was just such a great time for music. Uh, man, good stuff. Even into country, man, Waylon Jennings, uh, the the. The, the Four Horsemen, the, yeah. the well, the, the whole the whole outlaw era. Yes, late Johnny se- Cash and all those guys are putting late seventies, early eighties. Willie Whalen. Yes, um, Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Um, yeah, all those guys. Was there great. was just so much. Uh, well, Rich, the, John, uh, what's his name? Charlie Charlie Rich. Yeah. Well, the, the whole urban cowboy era. That, yeah, that hit. Yeah. Thomas but I was Connelly. still addicted to. I, I liked the Bee Gees. I did too. I loved that stuff. I loved. You could turn the radio on and just click from station to station, and there was hits after hits. And after I like the Bee Gees uh, for watching documentaries on them. The Bee Gees before disco. For the disco, yeah, it's yeah. cool song, fun stuff, man. And they had stuff after that, yeah. you know, that was just those were some mel- melodic. Barry ones. was fun on the guitar, man. He just yeah. he just fun guy. Yeah. Why do we get off topic quick? What we do. <laughs> it's what we do. It's our show. We're good at it, so that's what we stick to. So, if you guys have an opinion, um, love to love to hear it. Love to hear it. Um, 
you know, Dave or Sammy and why. Um, but I mean, I, 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 I don't care. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I think uh, they both, they both brought something to, to the table and, and uh, I don't, I'll never think that Sammy Hagar ruined Van Halen. No. I'm going to say this. I'm going to stand by this. I think if you think that, you're either an idiot or you are not a Van Halen fan. Yeah. Because Van Halen kept on going and they still put out some kick-ass music. Sammy Hagar is a stand-up dude. and You look at the awards they won. There's a reason why they won them all because they're, they're that good. Yeah. And, you know, Alex Van Halen, um, when I was growing up as a drummer, I mean, I was fascinated by him. And there were better drummers out there, but he had, yeah, sound. He had his own thing. Yeah, and even when he went into all the electric pads, I mean, you look at his drum set. It looks drum set. But if you get behind the drum set where he's sitting, yeah, there's all those electric pads there too. Oh, really? So he's he's doing all kinds of. There's electric drums in there too. But yeah. He, but he made them work at, at certain times because there were times he'd go to the toms. Yeah. But then you hear some cool shit going on, and those were those electric pads he was using. So, like, and his drum sets. I mean. Four bass drums. Yeah. Was he using them? I don't care. Just look cool. Because I tried to think how he was using them. I don't care anymore. And then I see a drum set from the from the in the seventies, dual dual, you know, double kick, and there were fire extinguishers on him. He had fire extinguishers attached to the bass drums. Why? I don't know. <laughs> look cool. <laughs> then the front of the, then the front of the bass drum sometimes had those speaker horn thingies on the front of them. Yeah. Remember that? That looked cool. Yeah. And he had a th- he had the thing called the power toms. There's another name for aqua toms. Sometimes those big long ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, the tubes. Yeah, those are. I mean, the guy just. But on top of that, bottom line is the brothers played. They had to have grown up playing with each other. Oh yeah. Because they were, you know, like we talked about last week about bass players and drummers that play really tight. Right. Well, those two guys, they played. Eddie played the guitar, like. Uh, Alex, <laughs> Alex, and Alex played the drums like he played the guitar, and he played the guitar like he played the drums. Now, here's something yeah. you may not have known. I'm gonna let you in on this. I hope I thought you might know this. Did here we go. I love it. That when they when they gave these kids instruments, Eddie got the drums, Alex got the guitar, and while Eddie was out doing his paper paper route, mm-hmm. Alex was having more fun on the drums. That's how Alex became the drummer. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I learned that years later. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, guitar is hard. It is hard. Drums are. If you, if well, you, see, to me, drums if, are. If, hard. if you, if you can pick, I mean, some people like for me, it was just, it was, it was easy. Not easy. I, 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 I found the time. I, I adapted to it quickly, mm-hmm. and so that could have happened. That's what could have happened, to Alex. He said, I, like, "I think I like this better." Yeah, I think I can do this better. I've so, never had anybody show me how you know what you're doing with your feet, and then. And this, but I've always wanted to know. I've always wanted to learn how to play because it just looks like it's. It looks like you're having a blast behind there. It, it just it, it looks is. like and fun. I, and I, over the years, I've tried to teach people, and it's funny how it's it's. Um, I believe if you don't pick up pick up something in the first ten minutes, yeah, it's just not going to happen, or it's going to be a lot of work. Yeah, because a lot of people will go to you know kick snare kick snare they they hit the snare at the same time as the kick. They can't differentiate right. the two. And so it's, you know, this is funny. It's just, just try to show people how to get the hi-hat going and then add the kick and then add the snare. And well, I want to be able to do like that. The other guy does where he does. He's going back and forth. Oh, God, he's amazing. 
That's that's normal practice, right? I love that. I saw. I just saw a video recently where they, they split it. You know, a guy did a did a what's that called? They they do edit, and uh, he's behind his drum set and he's watching the guy. Take a stick, throws a stick, <laughs> and walks out the drum set. <laughs> like, that's funny. Yeah, that'd be about right. Mm. I've done that trying to teach people how to play guitar. I'm like, I just hold the G chord, just hold it, and then strum. And I, it took, I'm just I don't how, how someone can't, but there are nine out of ten. They just can't do it. Well, if you don't have any any rhythm, you can teach people fingerings, but if they can't strum, strum the in rhythm, rhythm mm -hmm. that's all I want to do is they're strum, screwed. Strum, strum, and then go to the C. Yeah, and then go to G, and nine out of ten. And see, I was able to pick up the guitar because uh, the strumming thing because I already had already had got rhythm, the rhythm, mm -hmm. but I had to learn the the fingerings. And to this day, I can still only play like six chords. But see if and one with, of them's not an F. With all, <laughs> with all the techniques you got of, of what you your in your brain, how things can go. If you spend enough time working on a guitar, I bet you would find that you. It's would it's muscle memory. Fun. It is like because because an F chord really it's a it's it's a bar. It is. It's and, and I've never taken the time to if I'd have taken the time to get my hand to do that. Yeah. I but I just I, it was too hard, so capo. Right. <laughs> Yeah. We're gonna find another key that I can Just do. Run power that chords. doesn't has an F. Just run power chords. <laughs> All right, yeah. now we're way off topic. Yeah. So if you guys want to talk about uh, Alex and Eddie, Alex and sorry, Sammy and David, uh, what your top, what your thoughts were, you can always email us at Real Rock Real Talk, all lowercase, Real Rock Real Talk at gmail .com, and send us an email. Let us know what you think and uh, what your thoughts might be. Or how off you think we are. Yeah. And think, we'd love to hear if you guys have anything that you want to talk about. Yes, other topics would be fun. Because we're, uh, I think we're starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel over the topics we talked about that we, we want to do. we got to start thinking outside the box. We don't, we're, just, we're just doing kind of on-point stuff. There's a lot of topics There's a lot of there. stuff. There's so, a lot of stuff. And I've got some ideas I'll talk to you when we get off here about uh, some fun things to incorporate. Sure. Yeah. Sounds good. So, I'm V-Dub. And I'm Mike. And this is Real Rock. Real Talk. Yeah.